0: Welcome up, friends, and welcome to the Thriving Alcohol-Free Podcast. I'm your host, Deb, otherwise known as Mocktail Mom, a retired wine drinker that finally got sick and tired of spinning on life's broken record called Detox to Retox. Let this podcast be an encouragement to you if alcohol is maybe a form of self-care for you, or you find yourself dragging through the day waiting to pour another glass. I am excited to share with you the fun of discovering new things to drink when you aren't drinking, and the joy of waking up each day without a hangover. It is an honor to serve as your sober fun guide, so sit back and relax or keep doing whatever it is you're doing. This show is produced for you with love from the great state of Kentucky. Thanks so much for being here, and big time cheers. All right. Hey friends, welcome back to the Thriving Alcohol-Free Podcast. I am so excited today. My guest is Emma. You probably follow her already on Instagram, Emma underscore SoberSonic. If you are not following her, please do so. We've been following each other for a long time. A lot. I mean, I've been on Instagram almost three years or three years now. And how long have you been on Instagram? Um, I think I joined in like 2017. It was a real spur oh, of the okay. moment.
1: Yeah. real okay. spur of the moment kind of thing. Oh my God.
0: That's so cool. Okay. I cannot wait. See, I want to hear your story. You and I just recorded for the Mocktail Summit. So I'll give the background, you know, the backstory here. We just recorded for the Mocktail Summit. You have the two Mocktails that you made for the Summit in front of you, the Italian Spritz, which looks so gorgeous. I wish we were closer. (laughs) I just want to like grab it through the screen. It looks so beautiful. And the Amaretta Sour, the Amaretta Sour non-alcoholic cocktails that you just made. They look so pretty. Yeah, they smell amazing as well. And yeah, so like <laughs> Deb, can you stop recording so I can drink these, please? You can drink. Why don't you drink while we talk? You can drink. Oh, them. <laughs> I definitely got to eat the cherries. And
1: like if you told me back in two thousand and fifteen when I quit drinking that um these kind of drinks would be on the table quite literally, I, I would have been astonished because back in two thousand and fifteen there were very few slash no non-alcoholic drinks out there. There was just no choice. It was it was alcohol or it was it was a soft drink. When I went out, I didn't drink soft drinks. I like drinking cocktails. I like drinking wine. I like drinking everything really. And I kind of reached a point in my 40s where I felt that alcohol wasn't serving me anymore. I think it was a lot of hormonal changes going along at that time. Drinking became a bit of a Russian roulette for me. Was too going to be okay? Or was I going to feel horrific the next day? And that kind of just ramped up quite a lot of anxiety. So if I was going out, I'd probably have a glass of wine before I went out. And then I'd be like, oh, kind of, you know, sealing the deal, really. And in 2014, I kind of felt like I needed to think about how much I was drinking because by the time you'd had like, you know, one glass making dinner, one glass with dinner, maybe a little cheeky bit clearing away, you know, that was that was half bottle. I was kind of like, I think things need to change, but I couldn't envisage what that would look like. And the thing that kept me stuck in that space was that I like drinking drinks. And so what was I going to drink instead? I didn't really want to drink just water. But then on my kind of final, what turned out to be my final hangover in October, I was drinking Aperol spritz and Amoretti sours, which is why I decided to make them for your um, mocktail summit. And um, and I just like, I had to throw in the towel at that point. I didn't think it was going to last very long. I kind of thought maybe I might get till Christmas. But with every day that I didn't drink, I was kind of like, oh, okay, This is, this is cool. That's another day. Wowzers. Um, let's, let's just see how, how long I can, can kind of keep going with this. And, um, you know, last weekend it was 97 months. So I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish that I had kind of set up some sort of sponsorship page, you know sponsor me a penny for every week I can do because
0: I'll be a rich woman, right? Absolutely. A penny a day or something, double the penny every day. Right. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. But, um, back then I kind of didn't, didn't really think it would be possible. So yeah, I just, I just stopped. I didn't go to any meetings. I didn't work a program. Um, I didn't know anyone who didn't drink, And so on the one hand, it was quite lonely and it was quite an isolating space, but equally it was, it was very quiet, you know, in that solitude, I got to kind of find out quite a lot about, about myself and and where I was going. By the time it was sort of 2015, I'd got myself a smartphone. I'm aware of how old this makes me sound.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm 52, so I don't know how old you are, but I think, yeah, I think we're... (laughs) (laughs) Younger than me, but yes, so, yeah, so, uh, All the uh, kids are I'm, like a smartphone. Yeah. Smartphone, <laughs> yeah.
1: I got myself a smartphone, and I downloaded Instagram. And I thought, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have an account. I was like, I'm gonna have an account, and on the spur of the moment, I just kind of popped up a picture, and I was amazed that some people started to follow me. And I was like, wow, there's this whole sober community. And and back then Instagram was kind of, I think you just, you know, you just heart something. I'm not sure there were even comments, there weren't DMs, there weren't reels, there weren't stories. And it was quite um, a very sort of dignified, genteel
0: space. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that's very that's definitely gone out the window. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but <laughs> it was just amazing to connect with a lot of people. And when I first started posting kind of in like 2017, 2018, every now and then I put in a little non-alcoholic drink, but not very frequently because there was quite, quite a backlash to that. Um, and I don't know if you felt there be a shift. I kind of feel it was around the pandemic that people became more accepting about non-alcoholic drinks and embrace them more. And um, there was, there's a very much a shift in, in kind of how they were received when, when you posted about them, which was re- which was really nice because previously you were like, Oh, I'm just, you know, kind of sharing the stuff that's helping me to, you know, keep plodding along on my not drinking journey when we live in an alcohol centric world. And exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. 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 I think um, like for me, well, during the pandemic I was drinking, but, there is definitely a part of the sober community that very much looks down upon mocktails or views them as a trigger. And if it's a trigger, absolutely, then don't drink yeah, mocktails. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. I think, like in your case, in my case, they've helped me. They've been a tool to help me. Like you said, you know, keep going. And so I don't look down on anybody who, I have no judgment for somebody if they say like, it's not for me, no problem. I'm not forcing anybody to drink a mocktail. And in the same way, I I want that same respect of like, this helps me. You know, for some people, it's going to a meeting. For me, it's making a mocktail or connecting, connecting online, you know, with other people. So Yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. And it's also about social inclusion and acceptance. And I think if you're going to a function... And you're there and you've been given some kind of little plastic beaker of warm orange juice that you've had to ask specifically for someone to go out the back and find. Then it's a real kind of beacon of, of otherness. Whereas if you're there with a, you know, a, a flute of non-alcoholic Prosecco, you blend in. And, and actually I found that when. I've been out and about and, you know, sometimes I've snuck in my own stuff because I haven't been the options. People are always really interested and they're curious. And I think that's, you know, that's a great way to broach the subject. It's like, you know, I'm still enjoying a drink. I'm still having fun. But there's no alcohol in my drink. And that's that's the only difference, really. The only um, difference. Yeah. It's the only yeah.
0: difference. Yeah. Yeah. The fun hasn't ended right. You're just as much fun. You know, you're just waking yes. up with a hangover. And your yeah. drinks are so beautiful. Oh, <laughs> you
1: know? thank you. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's part of it. So for me, I think for me, my drinking kind of changed when I became a mom. And, you know, you're kind of limping to that sort of five, six o'clock in the evening, you know, get the tea done and get them in the bath, get them to bed. And so it's like hanging out for that drink, hanging out for that drink where you could go, oh, it's my time, reclaim my time. And having, having a non-alcoholic drink where you invest some love and some nice ingredients and you kind of think about what you're going to have. And you know, so many choices nowadays, which are amazing. It's like just putting that little pause into your day and taking the time to invest in yourself, to nourish yourself, nurture yourself. And, you know, I'm worth this. I'm I'm this is what I'm gonna make for me. I'm gonna take that time for me. And at the end of my drinking days, literally it was just undo the screw cap on the bottle of Sauvignon Blanc and pour pour it in. There was no kind of taking care or making something special or selecting the glass. And um, you know, it was just being quite slavish to, oh God, I need my time now. And Mm -hmm. um this is just a whole completely different vibe to it. It's about, oh, what am I gonna do? And it feels exciting and fresh and I think, you know, like I'm over eight years of a non-drinker now. I think one of the reasons in the last four years that we still kept going is because there are so many amazing drinks and you can really switch it up because three years plus of, Sparkling water with lime was kind of wearing a bit thin. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter how pretty the glass is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can uh, only do yeah. so much. The drink does have to have something to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's a whole
0: theatre and the aroma and how it looks and you know just getting excited about it. totally and i think like what you're saying like it's it's self-care it's caring for yourself you know it's not being a slave to the wine that we're you know getting the screw top opening just just like okay i've made it through another day you know but celebrating yeah the life that you're living without hangovers
1: yeah oh amazing and you know it's just simple things as well it's the remembering to take off your makeup or put on your moisturizer or the amazing sleep that you've had or just you know so many little things so it's that's like so eight true. years of that
0: yeah yeah 97 months of remembering to take off your makeup put on your moisturizer right just caring for yourself because at the end of at the end of a bottle that's not what we're doing yeah Okay, as you guys know, I love Geeson's 0% Wines. Their Savion blog is my go-to on a regular basis, but they recently launched a delicious sparkling brute 0%, which is quickly becoming a fan favorite. I am so proud to have Geeson as the exclusive non-alcoholic wine sponsor of the Thriving Alcohol-Free Podcast. Geeson's 0% Wines are created through the magic of advanced spinning cone technology to remove the alcohol from their full bodied wines. The award-winning winemaker Duncan Schuler and his team have done wonders in Marlborough, New Zealand, by creating an entire family of zero percent wines with all the flavor and deliciousness you expect from traditional, quote, full-bodied wine. Their non-alcoholic wines maintain the aroma and the body to create a low-calorie wine that never contains more than zero point five ABV. Globally available, look for Geese and zero percent wines wherever you shop for your non-alcoholic options. Their family of alcohol-free wines include the most effervescent member of the family, the sparkling Brut 0%, which is absolutely delicious for any celebration. My personal favorite, although I do love them all, is the Sauvignon Blanc coming in at only 100 calories for the entire bottle. And not to be missed, the other members of their 0% family, the Riesling, the Premium Red Blend, the Rosé, the Pinot Gris. With and 0% wines, there's a de-alcoholized wine for everyone and every occasion. Give Geeson a try and let me know how much you love it. And if you want to meet their winemaker, go back to episode 33 of the podcast, where Duncan Schuler joined me to share about the Geeson story. What has been the, the most fun for you about sharing on Instagram?
1: Connecting with different people. And, you know, not just kind of in the UK, but globally, the different drinks that are out there. And, you know, especially if you're following people in the Southern Hemisphere, you're in the cold, in the winter, and you see these amazing kind of tropical (laughs) drinks, you're like, oh, gosh, that was That is so true. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, coming into contact with a lot of people who've come from many different walks of life with very, very different backstories who are all connected with this one thing. And then you realize that there are other connections that link you as well. You know, I think that we think of alcohol as being really bonding, but actually it can be very disconnecting. And I think people can be quite kind of secretive, not intentionally, but how alcohol is making them feel. And then it just kind of overspills when they've had a couple of drinks. Whereas, you know, when you connect with sober people, they get straight to the nub and, you know, straight to the, what did you call it? Straight to the nut? Straight to, the nub, straight to the nub, you know, the crux no, of the matter. No, yeah? I love
0: it. I love it. I'm learning the word.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's amazing. Hearing people's stories, where they've come, what they've, you know, what they've overcome, what they've achieved and seeing people be reignited with plans and dreams and ambitions and things that they kind of have given up on. So yeah, it's, it's really great
0: space to to be in. So true. What have you been able to do in your sober life? That you didn't think would be possible or you didn't even imagine what you'd be doing?
1: So I've got a bit of a fear of heights. And this year I have done two climbs, which for the first one I must have spent about seven months beforehand every day saying, It will be fun, it will be fun, it will be fun. Like really telling myself when, you know, my 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 brain was saying you're gonna hate it, what you this is mental. Why are you doing that? You'll be terrified. You know, you don't like heights. It's going to be awful. I kept saying every day, it'll be fun. It'll be fun, <laughs> <laughs> and it was so much fun that I ended up doing it twice. Um, did a climb, climb over the O2, which is an iconic building on the Thames at Greenwich um, in London, and it's fifty-two meters high. And you climb on; you're just clipped on by this kind of harness um, that attaches you to a to a like kind of a, a metal line. And, uh, yeah, so I did the first one back in June and then I did another one in November. And after that, I was like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. Like I've done this once. And I think that's the amazing mm. thing about sobriety. It makes you realize that there's a lot of kind of neural pathways that have, um, have opened up for you and that you can conquer fears and you can ex- start to explore new things. And I was like, do you know what? This is, this is great. And an opportunity came up to do something in 2024. To do a hike to Machu Picchu. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've climbed two things, 52 meters. Let's, let's go for it. Like, wow. and, and I'm kind of like, part of me is going, why did you do that? Why did you say yes to that? And the other one is like, oh, that's just going to be so much fun. And you would mm. never, never have said yes to that previously because you were scared of heights. You know, you don't like standing on a chair and you certainly wouldn't climb up a ladder to get into the loft. And, you know, those two things can still be true. I can still be not very keen on standing on a chair, and I can still not want to go up into the loft on the ladder. But I want to hike to Machu Picchu, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it with an amazing group of people. And it's it's so exciting. And I think that's the amazing thing about sobriety and alcohol free living is that it keeps opening out and expanding. And, you know, just when you think, oh, yeah, that was quite a good year. You know, there was some mystery, there was some fun, there was some magic. And it's like another level then presents itself to you. And you go, yeah, you know,
0: let's give that that a try. I love that. That's so true. It does. It just keeps opening up. It keeps expanding. It's it is, and I'm not trying to be funny. It's the gift that literally keeps giving. It just keeps giving. There's not one day waking up thinking like, "I really wish I was drinking again." You know, never. Oh no. No, never. Mm-hmm. Never, never. I've not woken up one morning and thought, wow, I wish I'd had a bottle of wine last night. You know, I wish I had a hangover. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, no. <laughs> never, never. Right. So yeah, just all the things that are available that you can't even imagine when you're, mm-hmm. you know, in that, in that place. So, which I was there for a long time, a long time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, same here. And like, you know, eight years in every day, and I'm not kidding you, every day there's something that happens. So I'm like, I wouldn't have done that if I was drinking.
0: Yeah. You know, absolutely. Just
1: just wouldn't wouldn't have. And it can be simple things like, Oh, I've run out of something. Oh, my daughter says, Oh, I need this for my food tech.
0: I need la tomorrow. Oh, okay. I can drive to the shops. I can run to the store at seven PM yes. and not be yeah. thinking like or not be even if I wasn't into wine, be thinking like, Oh, I was gonna pour a glass of wine, you know, or be like annoyed, you know, you're just it's a different, a different headspace. Yeah. 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 Okay. Super quick. When you go out to eat now, like, do you look ahead at the menu to see what they have on the menu in terms of like non-alcoholic options? I know you mentioned like bringing your own, which I think is a great idea. If you know you're going to a place or an event, I think that's brilliant because we have to be prepared.
1: You know, we have
0: to be prepared and we want to, you don't, you know, you gotta, gotta get yourself prepared. So if you're going maybe to a restaurant, is there a certain mocktail or non-alcoholic cocktail that you will, that you like to order when you go out? So I want to go out, if I know where I'm going, I will always look at the menu
1: ahead and have a plan of what I'm going to, you know, going to go and get. And I think that if it's a place where there aren't many choices, then asking for a non-alcoholic mojito is always a great idea because it's, it's such a simple thing to ask for. Um, another thing I do if I spot that they've got Angostura bitters is I ask for something called a rock shandy, which is half soda, half lemonade with a couple of drops of Angostura bitters in, which I know contain alcohol, but when they're
0: in a pint, it's, it's, it's It's such a tiny bit. Yeah. It's really
1: really Mm -hmm. negligible. But what I will do If I'm going out is I'll have one of those little, you know, do you have like wax wraps in the States? They're like pieces of fabric impregnated with with wax. So they're kind of resealable. Yeah. So I'll put some little bits of garnish in those and I'll just tuck it in my bag. And um, then I know at the very least I can get myself a tonic and I can put some pretty bits in it and it will feel, it will feel nice. It will feel special.
0: I like that. I've never heard of somebody like bringing their own garnishes. Lo- I love that idea. Put it in a little Ziploc bag, you know, a little baggie, yeah. bring with you. I love that because then you're sitting there and it's not like, you know, just not that anybody cares or the, or if they do whatever, but at the same time, I want to feel like I'm having a nice cocktail when I'm out and about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I love that. That's a pro tip right there. Bring your own garnishes. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: also, I also have a bag. Which has a zip, a horizontal zip down the side that's meant to be guest for a water bottle. But every now and then I'll stash in a, a can of um, a ready to drink, you know, ready to drink rocktail and pop that in there. And if there's nothing there, or I've tried the option, I'm like, yeah, oh, there's really there's really nothing out. I mean, I'll always check. And normally people are fine. And if they said no, then you know, that's that's fine. But it's it's also raising awareness that there are people who would like to have a non-alcoholic drink. And I think that, you know, if you don't put that out there, then people don't really realise hospitality doesn't really realise that there's a demand. So yeah, I've got a got a bag with a special little zip down the side and I'll whack that. A little out. Mary Pop a little yeah. Mary Poppins mocktail <laughs> yeah. bag that you have. Yeah. That's yeah. what you have.
0: You've got garnishes in there, you got ready to drinks. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've got a full on bar in my
0: bag. <laughs> <laughs> She's pulling out muddlers. She's pulling out a shaker cup. (laughs) Okay, super quick. Last but not least, is there any advice if somebody is doing dry January, is there any advice maybe you would give to them if they're just, maybe they just had a rough, you know, the holidays were rough. They drank more than they wanted to and they're thinking about maybe taking a little break. Any advice you would give to them?
1: Yeah, stay open-minded and give it a go and try other things. If there's something that you don't, that you've tried and you don't particularly like try it with a different mixer because the mixer can make all the difference to a non-alcoholic spirit and it might just be that the mix you've got with it is it's just not great great pairing and reach out to these guys yeah. the brands on instagram i mean they are so amazing they want you to have the best experience with their drink they will give you so many tips send me advice or, you know, reach out to people like yourself and I, we, you know, we love drinks. We want other people to really enjoy them as well. You know, don't just think, oh, I didn't like that. It's like, there is a way to make that drink delicious. You just haven't found it yet. You know, keep the faith and be open-minded.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's such good advice. Such good advice. Yeah. Because you have to try, we have to try a lot of drinks sometimes until we get to the one, you know, the ones that we, that we personally really enjoy. Yeah. Okay. Emma, I'm so glad we did this impromptu podcast recording. Thank you so much for being a part of the Mocktail Summit. Thank you for being on Thriving Alcohol-Free, uh, the podcast. I'm so happy to know you and um to be connected. So so fun to meet screen to screen. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Deb. It's been such a chuckle and our, our animals have been really well behaved. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, yeah, you've got three cats that have been very well behaved for both of our recordings today. And I have Coco here snoring. I can hear her. I don't know if the microphone's picking it up, but that's typically how she likes to be. She's yeah, she's laying in the sun. Oh, so <laughs> our animals <laughs> behaved. We made it. We made it through a whole recording, two recordings without problems. <laughs> okay. Love you, my friend. So good to do this. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Deb. Big time cheers to you for tuning in to the Thriving Alcohol-Free Podcast. I hope you will take something from today's episode and make one small change that will help you to thrive and have fun in life without alcohol. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social, send up a flare, or leave a rating and a review. I am cheering for you as you discover the world of non-alcoholic drinks and as you journey towards authentic freedom. See you in the next episode.